This is the Fantasy Road Show. Welcome in, all you roadies. This is another episode of the Fantasy Road Show with your hosts, Truck and Culls. You can find us on Twitter at Culls underscore sports at Fantasy underscore Trucker. And we are joined by a very special guest, Chicago's very own Deeks. You can find him at Deeks VOG. Deeks, how you doing today, man? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Happy to be on the show for you with you guys. Yeah, this is uh, episode 50. This is a big episode for us. We're glad to have you on. Yeah, big 5-0. We want to do something special for Chicago and have a full episode dedicated to the Bears. And, um, you know, you have a lot of inside information. Why don't you go ahead and tell us um, a little bit about yourself and uh, and your relationship with that? Yeah, so um, I go by Deke's View. You can call me Deke or whatever. But uh, on, on Twitter, I'm very, very active in Bears Twitter, NFL Twitter as well, but mostly Bears Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Deeks View OG, and I also have a YouTube channel. It's called Next Wave Bears. I've been uploading every single day. I cover absolutely every single report that I hear from the Bears. Yeah, pretty much like a, a diehard one-stop one shop for all your Bears information for any Bears fan who wants to, ha- again, have that one page that they can follow for everything. Yeah, as Ryan said, episode 50, we wanted to do something uh, special for all the Chicago roadies. And um, what better way than, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of offseason hype and preseason hype with the Bears and everyone's excited for fields and the offense and kind of how quickly things have turned around. Um, So, you know, pay our respects back home to Chicago and, and to the Bears for episode 50. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll get into it, but, uh, buckle up. All right. All right, Dick, why don't you, uh, start by telling us where you're from in the Chicagoland area? Um, how long, you know, you've been, I guess more so where your bears pass passion has, has stemmed from, um, and kind of what led you to being, you know, one of the spearheads of the Bears fan base on Twitter um, and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, so actually, that's actually um, pretty funny. I'm actually not in Chicago currently. Um, I do have my family's over there. Um, I'm closer to the Philly region right now, trying to get back up to Chicago, hopefully next summer. But um, we'll see what happens with that. But <clears throat> I've been a Bears fan since I was a little kid. Uh, my dad grew up watching Walter Payton, so I grew up watching all the documentaries on Walter and the 85 bears and the whole history of, uh, of the bears really. So I was well-versed in that. And then just playing football, really growing up, I played for 13. So I I loved the sport, um, was heavily involved in the sport. And then right about when I was in college, I was studying marketing and I had a, a, I had a marketing project where I had to do, I had to do like a mock little commercial and I ended up doing it on Jordan, uh, his sneakers. And that kind of just kicked off my career as far as like videography. And I started a YouTube channel and was kind of on and off for a little bit. But ever since the Bears hired, drafted Justin Fields and hired Ryan Poles as the new GM, I've just been all in with content creation, just following the teams every single move. So definitely been super, super involved as of the past two years. But it's been a pretty fun ride, right? Oh, that's awesome! I I believe you had a you recently had a YouTube subscriber milestone. Is that yeah? Right? I actually just hit uh, four thousand uh, yesterday or the day before. That that's, awesome! Congratulations that's on that. Thank you. Yeah. So, what when when did you see like 
kind of a huge push towards those subscribers? Like, how did you build momentum there? And when was it like, you know, is this a fields, fields, pulls people excited for the new era and just, you know, looking for information and you had it all kind of give us the rundown. Yes. That's a great question. Um, like I, like I mentioned, I was in college studying, um, marketing and before I really dove all the way in on the bears and sports, I was kind of like a social media marketing, um, guru, I guess. So I, I've spent years, I've had multiple jobs doing social media stuff. So I like, so I live social media. Like I breathe algorithm and copywriting and human psychology of how everything works. So it's been a very long time of me just studying my craft and around, I want to say draft season, I was pushing really hard on Twitter. So right now on Twitter, as we're recording this, I'm at 9,990. So I'm like 10 away from 10 K. So like I was pushing for Twitter for months and then around, I want to say it was May. I jumped back into to YouTube. I had a podcast with, um, if anybody's listening and knows the Windy City Productions, my guy Rashad, we started a podcast for a little bit. That was kind of okay. But then I, I experimented with short form video with like a really catchy thumbnail and that just kind of hit off. So ever since then, I've been doing that a lot more and I just realized like, yeah, like I, I got really good with my thumbnails and my captions, but without doing clickbait, you know what I mean? Like everything that I'm saying is true. It's just, I mastered the art of putting it in a way that fans are excited. Cause a lot of people would be like, Fields had a bad day or, you know, just kind of a negative light. And I just figured, well, if Fields has a good day, then I'll put Fields has great day and just leave it at that. And, you know, it's not like I'm lying, but then when you watch my videos, I go very, very, very in-depth in detail. Like during camp, I was breaking down one-on-ones, seven-on-sevens, 11-on-11s. I was giving all the big plays going through each and every person. So again, I kind of curated that one-stop shop to where Bears fans could come to my videos and by the time they leave, they're not going to find much information elsewhere because I gave them a whole bulk of it. I tried to cut out a lot of the small talk and just get right into it. So I found a good blend of yeah. getting people to click and getting people to stay. Yep. Um, awesome. So I want, we just talked about our NFC North breakdown yesterday, divisional breakdown. Um, so we both had our bears predictions. I kind of want to start going, uh, uh, from, from the, from, I guess the end, and then we'll work into what you've seen in the off season. I have the bears, um, tied, I have it as a very close race. I have the, I, you know, I preface by saying the division I think is going to be extremely tight and any team can finish in first, any team can finish mm -hmm. in last. I actually bears tied for last with the uh, Vikings at eight and nine. And then I will let, uh, I, which was, you know, a huge step up from la neck from last year. I think field takes that massive step and he is a franchise quarterback. Um, and I'll let Ryan tell you his uh, his, his take. I got the, the Bears well. winning the division at eleven and six. Okay, they're going to win the division. They're going to bring the championship <laughs> home to the Chicago, the NFC North crown, and uh, and we'll leave it at that. So, uh, but what 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 do you think? What do you think is going to happen with this division? Yeah. How do you see it shaking out? Yeah, so it's funny because like recently I've kind of come to terms with like more eyes on me. I have to be a little bit more responsible with my takes because. Um, 
deep down, I want to say we're going to win 12, 13 games and we're going to win the division. I do think it's possible. I mean, I don't think the NFC, the NFC in general is, is going to be hard. I don't really fear any team in the Bears division. Uh, I, I think we could have a monster year. We have a pretty easy schedule, but I'm staying consistent with being happy with nine, around nine wins. I think 10 wins is a really good season, but like at eight or nine, since they added the extra game, I guess nine breaks the tiebreaker right around that nine win mark is where I would like to see us because we did win three games last year. So going from three wins to nine wins is a pretty big jump as long as we see, you know, improvement. And I would like to be at the very least, you know, competing for that wild card spot. So if I had to pick, I would say second in the division. Uh, that's just me trying to be responsible and not set myself up. Like I said, I do think we could win the division, but looking at the Lions, um, I do respect their roster. Uh, I don't know if Jared Goff has the it factor to win critical games, but their roster is pretty deep head to toe. I'm not worried about the Vikings. They're kind of imploding. And then the Packers, I think the Packers are going to be at the bottom of the division. Yeah, same here. Yeah, so I think nine wins, like you're playing for the playoffs yeah. late in the season. And if the Bears go from the number one overall pick to that, then that means that that growth that we all expect from fields is legitimate. And, you know, I actually have the Packers winning the division uh, at 10 and seven. And okay. <laughs> to me, I, I think they have the best defense in the division. Um, and I think that, I think that Jordan Love is a lot better than everyone expects. So, you know, I I just think the Vikings are going to be really bad. I think their defense is awful. And um, I think there's going to be a much bigger learning curve than they think with losing Dalvin Cook and Thielen, who have been two veterans in that offense for a long time. Um, so, yeah, they have replaced them with some skilled players. But in order for everything to work and work well, um, I think it's going to take some time. And and I also believe that the beginning of their schedule is really difficult. So if you can, if you come out and lose games and you're sitting there two and five in the first seven games, like the NFL can get pretty quick, yeah. Sandy, pretty quickly. Um, so I'm worried about the Vikings and then the lions for me are just the lions. <laughs> but, um, so some of that could be some scar tissue from the past of like Packers. It's their division. Yeah, I'll admit that. But I actually think that they, do have if, if love can come out and show that he's a good quarterback and instill some confidence early then i think that they're a team that can compete for the division but again like i like i started any team could win the division any team can get in last you know like even the bears like i truly do see a path for them to win the division this year and clearly so do you at you know nine and eight ten wins could win this division ryan has them winning the division at, at 11 so um I don't know, man. I'm excited, and I want to hear about what you've seen to continue to grow that excitement for us uh, here in the preseason. For me, the Bears need to take an, for them to take a next step. It's going to be the defense. So I want to start there. Like I believe they have a great secondary, and the question marks start to come in the off in the defensive line. Um, so tell me what you've seen this preseason. Um, you know, in that secondary and in that defense. Yeah, so I'm kind of, kind of how you are with Jordan Love, how you think people might shock people. I think, or how he might shock people. I think the Bears defense is going to shock the NFL this year. Um, the defensive line has been getting pressure all camp long. You can say, oh, it's the Bears 
offensive line, but the Bears' offensive line looked great in the preseason game. Like, just yeah. breaking down film, like, they actually looked really good. So, the fact that our defensive line has been able to get pressure all throughout camp, we had eight sacks against the Tennessee Titans. Now, granted, that wasn't against their starting offensive line, maybe, but we have a lot more juice compared to last year. So, when you look at the new acquisitions, well, I, I'll start with the same. You have both of our safeties and two corners are the same, and then one defensive tackle. Everybody else on the defense is brand new. We have a new middle linebacker, a new weak side linebacker, new DNs, new uh, defensive tackle. So, And we have a rookie corner, which rookies can get picked on. So I'm not going to say that our rookie corner is going to come in and look like um, uh, Sauce Gardner, but you know he, he is pretty talented. He is uh, physical. I'm talking about Tyreek Stevenson, of course, but so far from what I saw, I think the Bears will have moments where they will get beat on defense. And that's just a part of the Tampa 2 that we run. We allow, we force the offense to, to take the check down and we cover everything. Yeah, bend over. Yeah, 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 exactly. So that yeah. we've seen a little bit of that during camp. We've seen that during the last preseason game. But I think we're going to get some takeovers. Kyler Gordon in the nickel, I think he's going to have a breakout season. He's very reminiscent of like a little bit more physical Darius Slay to me. I think he's going to – I'm not even trying to be super biased. I legit – from what I've seen from him so far, I think he's going to have a breakout season. So, overall, I think our defense is going to be up and down. I said on another show that I was on that uh, they asked me where I thought the defense would be, and I said about 15, top 15 in the NFL, middle of the pack, and that's a big Great. jump from yeah. last year. Yep. Yeah, I think um, – Yeah, last, I think – Last the, year uh, they were ranked sorry, like, ahead, right man. around 29. Like, uh, so that, yeah. that is a massive jump. Definitely. Yeah, I think that Gordon, I agree with you on that take. Like, he just looks like he has a different confidence than he's had um, in the past. And obviously, Jalen Johnson's a stud. Eddie Jackson does his thing. So um, I have no questions about that secondary being maybe even top tier or getting like showing flashes of eventually being top tier. Um, and then the linebacker room's deep, yeah. right? Um, so for us, it's just we haven't seen it yet yeah. um, because it's so new. But it's pretty easy for Bears fans to hop on board with them having a great linebacker, <laughs> uh, linebacking core. Um, so, you know, I, I think to me, the question mark lies on the defense. If they can step up, I do truly think that the offense, we can move to that side of the ball a little bit. But I think the offense, like I've said it before, I think Fields is more talented than Jalen Hurts. Um, when it comes from a arm throwing the ball, I went to LSU. I've seen Hurts play more than anyone in college. And I, I mean, he's when, when he was in college, both at Alabama and Oklahoma, he had never once had over a 50% completion percentage against LSU. So I thought he was going to struggle uh, when it came to throwing the ball in the pros. And he's just such a grinder and such a hard worker that he's really looked good. But from a pure talent standpoint, in my mind, Fields is a superior athlete and just pure talent. I agree. So put him, put him in a really good system. And I mean, he's going to be the real deal. Um, and then DJ Moore to me is kind of the same thing to where he is a legitimate wide receiver one 
and has been on some bad teams and bad offenses, but always flashed the big playability and has always looked good. Um, so I think those two break out in a big, big way this season. Yeah. And like, I'm not sure how much, you know, we're going to dive into fantasy at this point, but like, if you're going to play fantasy, those are my two picks to draft. Um, I can't say the same for guys like Darnell Mooney or Cole Komet, who are very talented or like Chase Claypool. They're very talented. I'm very high on them as players, but we have so many weapons that I can't even as a Bears fan, I can't even sit here and say who I think is going to get the ball more other than DJ Moore. I think Justin Fields, and he has during camp, he's going to force feed DJ Moore. So everything you said about Justin Fields' talent, I do agree with, but he's not going to be an Aaron Rodgers type where he only has three interceptions all year. He's going to sit around 10 or more interceptions. It's just, he's going to go for big plays. That's just the type of quarterback Justin Fields is. Uh, and that's not really, you know, a bad thing, guys. Like, um, Josh Allen has plenty of errant interceptions throughout his career, but nonetheless, yeah. when Justin Fields isn't getting going during camp and the defense is kind of strapping everything up, you see where Fields just gets the ball in, in the vicinity of DJ Moore and DJ Moore is going to make a play. And that's exactly what a number one wide receiver does is he makes it easier for the quarterback and he can be that guy that when the quarterback doesn't have everything rolling, just get it in his area and, and he's going to make a play. So that's what the Bears have with with DJ Moore and Justin Fields. And I'm more than excited to see those two. And we only we only caught a glimpse with that 62-yard uh, screen touchdown, which was like perfectly blocked. So I, I think <laughs> the offense the offense goes as far as the offensive line will take us. That's what I'll say. As long as everyone stays healthy, which is a big ask because we do have some injury-riddled guys in the middle, but as long as we can stay relatively healthy, as healthy as possible, I think we go as far as the O-line takes us. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, talking about this backfield, man, um, you know, early on, it was always, uh, who's it going to be? Did they bring in Foreman to really take a big chunk of this role? We, we saw what Herbert did on the preseason week one mm -hmm. game, which was awesome. But uh, what are you seeing out of camp? What is what is going on? Does Roshan look good? I know there's Ebner there. How do you see this playing out in this backfield? Yeah, so right now, Khalil Herbert is the number one running back. That's his spot to lose. Uh, Roshan Johnson, the Bears made him earn it. He started at the bottom of the depth chart on the very first official, unofficial depth chart. He was like number five. Yeah. Um, he started camp with a dropped pass, a fumble, and then he got injured. Once he got back from that injury, he has climbed all the way up to getting first team reps. After having that strong game with the Tennessee Titans, he had like a 20-yard run where he broke five tackles. Deontay Foreman, I am impressed with what he has done in, uh, I guess, the past season with uh, the Carolina Panthers. The joint practice with the Bears and the Colts, Deontay Foreman ripped off a 40-yard run. So, like, we have a nice three-headed monster running back room right now. I think Khalil Herbert is more of the change of pace back. He's flat out terrible at blocking. He, he he can't block to save his life. And the Bears, specifically head coach Matt Eberflus, has mentioned in press conferences how much how much he values blocking out of the backfield. And Roshan Johnson is a stud at blocking out of the backfield. So I don't know. We signed Deontay Foreman so to a, to a decent contract. I think it was like two or three mil for for a year. Not too big, but still you know a decent chunk. So I think he's still gonna play. But as far as putting the best talent on the field, I think Roshan Johnson and Khalil Herbert will be like 
the the top two guys and they'll split carries. Awesome. That that makes me feel really good about how I feel about the uh, backfield because that's kind of how I shouldn't say that's not how I always saw it. I I wanted to hear a little bit of Herbert buzz before saying that it's his backfield in that like. I think last year you saw he was never going to be a bell cow, you know, a workhorse back. So that's why they went out and, you know, added support around him. But the element that I think is really important is because Herbert's that guy and because Roshan could legitimately be a three down back, like he has the tools, the full skill set to be that. Yeah. But you have Herbert and how talented and how his big playability that's just going to help Roshan mature in the league and not have to have that pressure to step into a huge role. Like in my mind, those two are going to complement each other extremely yeah. well. And then you have, you have Foreman who can come in and just be that thunder, that banger that wears the defense down and kind of lets Khalil open up. You know, if you have Foreman going there and punishing the defense on drives throughout the first half, and then, you use Khalil Herbert's speed in the second half. Yeah. Like that's just, it's gonna, it's gonna confuse teams. And then you have fields just, you know, opening up the, the field with yeah. his legs. So I think that this, you know, another guy who I see, I mean, from a fantasy standpoint, but from a football standpoint, Cole Komet is like an anchor of that offense. He's a great blocking tight end and him and fields did establish a little bit of chemistry throwing and catching the ball last year. So, you know, I think a lot of people outside of Chicago or just your casual NFL fan is thinking of the bears as that team. That's just, you know, bottom of the league, bottom of the division and not very exciting. I think the bears have a chance to be one of the more exciting teams um this year so um yeah it, it's good to hear that about roshan because i think he does add a, a, a an element like you talked about with blocking but also being a great blocker and having a big playability so um yeah super excited um super excited to see that that offense take a huge step forward um and you know what, what where do you think they really catch their catch their like rhythm like do you think they come out and win game one at home against the Packers and then Chicago's just buzzing or like because you know you then you go to Tampa and then you go to the Chiefs I just want how, how do you think think it's gonna be a hot start do you think it's gonna be you know hot and cold all year how do you feel how, how do you see this season playing out yeah so I think the magnitude of this week one game is way bigger for the Bears than it is for the Packers. You know, it's Jordan Love's first time running the show. So if he loses, yeah, he's going to get clowned on and it's going to be a whole thing. But in the grand scheme of things, one game, his first official start as the guy isn't as big of a magnitude as the Bears because Aaron Rodgers is out of town. This is the guy who said, I own you. This is the guy who has beat us year after year after year, even when we got Khalil Mack and dominated the first half. He comes back and kicks our butt in the second half. Like, if the Bears come out and don't give everything they have in this game, like, it's, it would be shameful. Like, the city of Chicago would just throw shame on them. Like, I think I think the Bears are treating, like, the people within the organization, not just fans, like, the, the team, I think they treat this week one as 
their Super Bowl for the year. I think the Bears plan to give it their all. You're kind of seeing a little bit of sneakiness with uh, our right tackle, Darnell Wright, in the preseason game. I did a film breakdown, but he had some a couple great plays. But half of his plays, they called a screen to the opposite side of the field, and Darnell Wright barely did anything. And I don't think he's going to play this week. So to me, that that kind of looks like the Bears don't want to put too much tape out on him. So I think we're yeah. going to try to catch the Packers by surprise. And then week two, the Buccaneers, I don't even know who their starting quarterback is going to be. I guess if everyone's healthy, they are still pretty – Yeah, they're pretty close to the championship roster still, I believe. But – I don't know if their hearts are in it as much as when Brady was there. A bunch of question marks over there. So I could see the Bears jumping out 2-0 to start the season. Then week three, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. I don't I don't think you can ever say <laughs> yeah, you're going to beat no. the Chiefs until you no. beat the Chiefs. <laughs> I'm chalking that one up as a loss yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, a 2-0 start in Chicago, that's going to have the city buzzing. I don't think anyone's going to really expect them to go into Arrowhead and win that game. So, I mean, if you're setting two and one coming home to the Broncos, which who knows what they're going to look like <laughs> this year. I mean that, you know, you're going to have that same week one buzz in the stadium. Um, and then you get the commanders at, at commanders. That's a pretty underwhelming team. I think this year, and then you're coming home Vikings Raiders, very beatable teams. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, Ryan says 11 wins, you got nine. Like if you start out that season at four, maybe five and two, something along those lines, four and two through those first six, I mean, that's, or I guess seven, sorry. So let's say five Mm -hmm. and two after the first seven weeks and the Vikings are sitting there at two and five. I mean, yeah, the Vikings have a, the division starts to become the a reality. The Vikings have right? a really tough beginning of the season. Uh, their first like five or six games, like you said, Mike. Um, but I think the Bears can come out and make a statement with that week one win against the Packers. They're going to Tampa, win that game. Now, if if they can even keep it, yeah, if they can huge. keep it competitive in Kansas City, I'm not expecting them to win. But if they can show glimpses and keep right. that somewhat to be a competitive game, I'm chalking that up as a win in my category. Like. Um, I just don't want them to get blown out and make it seem like, hey, you know, yeah, yeah, the Bears are good, but they still can't compete with good teams. I want to see them, um, you know, do something, uh, give us hope in Chicago that uh, even with a 2-0 start going into Kansas City, it's not like everyone's just throwing up like, all right, well, you know, what's the point? So, um, but yeah, man, I'm I'm expecting a hot start from the Bears. So uh, talking about not getting ahead of ourselves, I just want to look at the Vikings now for seven (laughs) games. It's bad. it, it, they are, they're they're at home against the Bucks, so let's just say that you know they start strong, win that game. Then you go to the Eagles, then you're playing the Chargers, and then you go to the Panthers. So I think that looks like two and two. I mean, even if you lose at Panthers and that quicksand I talked about earlier, that could be. Let's just conservatively say two and two, and then you have Chiefs at home and then at Bears, like. Yeah. I mean, then you're playing the 49ers. So, <laughs> so your first your 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 first four home games of the year are Chargers, Chiefs, Niners, and Bucks. That's I mean, brutal. Like it's tough. So 
Vikings, who are one of the teams that are thought of to potentially win the division, that's your first seven games. The Bears can sit there at, you know, five and two, and the the Vikings, who you think are going to win the division, are even three and four, but two and five. That The buzz starts to become real in Chicago, and I think that really helps their chances for uh, clawing out this division. So, I mean – a hot start to me is extremely yeah. important this year in Chicago. And I think it honestly only benefits them to have that elevated Packers game at home week one. Yeah. Which I will um, be in attendance for. <laughs> oh, nice. I was just talking about how I'm, yes. I'm planning on getting tickets to that game man. I got I have to go to that game. Like I just, I, I got tickets as soon as they announced the schedule, uh, a bunch of bears fans were like, we got to Got to give us Packers. Got to give us Packers. And sure enough, they gave us the Packers week one. The NFL knows the magnitude of this game as well. Yeah. Yeah. And they want like, the the NFL wants the Bears here, right? Like they want, they want this Bears Packers rivalry. We were talking about it in our NFC North breakdown. The NFL is just so much better when you have Bears Packers, um, both good fighting for divisions. So, you know, and they want Fields to be a superstar. Oh, yeah. Like as many as many superstar NFL quarterbacks as they as as there can be, that just helps the NFL grow. That helps the fan bases grow and the excitement around the league. Um, one thing I did want to bring up that you talked about was Darnell Wright. Um, you're gonna hear like a lot of this Jalen Carter buzz this year, and and, and you know that whole conversation, but. Darnell Wright, like I, I think it was a a sweep to his side this in the first game where he had the option of picking up a running back or a safety, and he just both. blocked both. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, this is a rookie in his first time putting on an NFL jersey, and he just like I think he came up with like a right arm shove and and then just kind of like locked up the linebacker yeah. with his left arm, and I mean like he's. He's almost it's like he's using both hands individually. You know what I mean? Like that's not something you see very often, especially from a rookie. Uh, yeah, lineman, that, right? that's exactly what I said in my breakdown um, on that play. And then on another pass blocking play, the very first play of the game, he had a guy yeah. kind of get he used both hands and he put one arm up and he dropped his left arm. So the defender smacked his right arm up. And he comes back up with his left arm and hits him and like doesn't even move like he like he's very yeah, good at using both arms. Insane. Yeah, that technique is insane, yeah. right? Like because you have him with his weight over here and then come around with that left and you just have him a little off. And, and can I just say, um, a lot of people don't under don't realize this, which Jalen Carter, I think he's I think he's going to be a superstar. That conversation is going to last his entire career. I, I get yeah. that, but yeah. Ryan Poles pretty much revealed that Darnell Wright was the Bears' number one targeted player since the season even ended. Like, back in December, the Bears were targeting Darnell Wright. So this wasn't a last-second decision. They wanted Wright for a very long time. And he looks just to be so athletic, right? His speed is out of this world. Like, um, So for me, like, you will not hear me being one of those what if type guys yeah, just because from what I've seen in Wright and what we've needed on this, this line has been an issue, right? And like Fields, if you want him to stay healthy and unleash his true skill set, you need a 
offensive lineman that can be the leader, but also like match him from a athletic standpoint, right? Like having right and an athlete like he is to be able to go out and get somebody and get some blocks is only going to make fields better, more safe, and be able to break out into those big plays more often. So um, super excited about him. Um, yeah, I, I think we could all say that like we're very excited with the Bears. The new uh, front office that has taken over has done a great job and excited to see, you know, that next step. I, uh, I do want to ask you, I want to ask you real quick. Um, <clears throat> I remember there was a lot of talks coming up about the uh, the stadium moving to Arlington. Um, are there any new reports coming out? It, it's been pretty quiet ever since uh, they were saying that it got axed or something uh, with the, there was some tax issues or do you have any updates on that? Yeah. So the big story was that our new CEO, Kevin Warren was negotiating with Arlington Heights and they basically tried to like quadruple the taxes for the bears. And our CEO was like, nah. So the bears went ahead and contacted Naperville and, I think it was like three other areas, including uh, Chicago as well, as far as a potential rebuild. So they are in talks with multiple different cities. And I believe it was a few days ago. It's funny you asked that because I just seen a few days ago, Kevin Warren was interviewed and he said that they have a 12 month deadline now to make a decision on Arlington Heights. So for a while, it sounded all but a sure thing. Now it doesn't sound like a sure thing. Now it's like, they're in a negotiation war right now. Okay, good. That's interesting. Uh, I wanted to talk, I wanted to ask one more question about football. Um, Cause it's someone that I think has like outstanding talent, but a horrible attitude. <laughs> and we gave up a second uh, rounder exactly to get him. Yeah. We need to know, man. What Like we saw, we, we saw like, that season for the Steelers that he could be an elite wide receiver. And honestly, like that is, we didn't have DJ Moore at this point. Right. So what were we just kind of throwing a dart and saying like, let's see if a change of scenery and maybe like a young and exciting team can light a fire under this guy. Have we seen that fire being lit? Is he just kind of an outcast in this offense? And we're like going to cut our losses. What do you, what is the true, like, I, I don't really give a shit what media has to say half the time, right? Like, what what is going on with Claypool? It, can we expect anything out of him or, you know, are we cutting our losses? Yeah, so at the time of the trade, uh, the Bears held the 40th pick in the draft. We were not in the number one spot at that point in time. Justin Fields was getting killed. Our wide receivers were not getting open. I think it was kind of a desperate move by our general manager because – he realized Fields had no help and he had to do something. We offered the second round pick that we got from the Ravens, which ended up being, I think, 53rd. The Packers outbid us and they offered their second, which at the time was pick 43. So the Bears had the one up and they offered their own pick, which was pick 40 at the time, to outbid the Packers for Chase Claypool. That's how we ended up giving so much for him. That being said, the Bears' offense is extremely complicated to learn, yet alone learn in the middle of the season, and he ended up getting hurt. So last season, he played with five different quarterbacks. He had Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, Justin Fields, then Fields got hurt. He had 
um, Nathan Peterman and Trevor Simeon rotating back and forth. So you can't really expect him to really do too much last year. Going into the offseason, he was dealing with some knee issue, and people made it a big deal, but he was training with Justin Fields. Fast forward into training camp, he was lighting it up. Like, before DJ, like, okay, DJ Moore was still DJ Moore, but for the first two weeks of camp, Chase Claypool was the talk of town. He was the the guy who was showing out. Fields was hitting him very often. He was catching contested, contested balls, jump balls, everything. Claypool started to look like we had a potential second star wide receiver brewing. Then he got hurt. He hurt his hamstring. Um, he was fighting his teammates. Kept getting in. He got in like three different fights on three different d- days with his teammates. And then it was like one on ones. And he he got in a fight with a teammate. And then the very next play, he pulled up on with a hamstring injury. And then he spent the rest of pa- the rest of practice arguing with his teammate while his hamstring is hurt. So that like that's a guy that I agree like. I do believe there are maturity issues, and I thought so even when he was in Pittsburgh. So as a Bears fan, once we traded for him, that was one that I like. I had to stomach. I really had to sit there and be like, "All right, he's on my team now." But he, I just worry he's gonna have times this season where he might cost us with like a penalty or two. I don't know. But the biggest thing is I don't know what's going on with his health. Hamstring injuries can linger, and especially since it was a knee issue back during OTAs, now it's a hamstring issue. So it's like, is he going to be healthy all season? But I think everything aside, bias aside, however you feel about his his attitude, his character, whatever, as long as he's on the field, I'm very confident that he's going to have a big year. It's just how much is he going to be on the field? Yeah. 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 I, uh, I just, yeah, my thing is like, he's clearly an emotional person. Um, I hope that he can, and he's, his talents unquestioned. So I hope that with all of the excitement that's going on and a lot of young talent in the bears is we start to gain some momentum and then you feel he kind of buys in, yeah. right? Like productively channel that emotion. And I don't, I'm sure they have them working with like a sports psychologist and stuff like that, but like just channel that emotion into a positive light and if we have dj Moore and chase claypool optimizing their potential that i mean then you don't need to really think about adding anyone right. else right like that's your mm-hmm. offense you have it so yeah could be such a and not to mention that. darnell mooney i mean darnell yeah. mooney he, i feel like he was playing out of his position last year being the wide receiver <laughs> one when he's not <laughs> yeah. he's not that so are you seeing anything in uh with his new type of role and on on top of that does he look a lot stronger he i heard he uh beefed up a little bit in the this offseason yeah so he ended up he had foot surgery and he got like some screws in in his ankle. It was a pretty bad ankle injury. So he had no, no time to run. So he just lifted. So he, he popped out swole. Like he was, he's huge. <laughs> but uh, one thing I love, love about it. Darnell Mooney, he is one of, he's got to be like one of the most underrated blockers I've ever seen in NFL history for his size. Like he's one of our best blocking wide receivers and he's only like five foot 11. Like that's crazy to me. But from what I've heard, Early on, we were kind of working him in. He didn't get as much reps because they were kind of slowly ramping him up. I haven't heard any issues with him as far as injury goes. Uh, Fields was working on his chemistry with Claypool. Justin Fields and Darnell Mooney, they've been on the same page since Fields 
rookie season. Like they just they clicked. So you don't really have to work chemistry too too much. But every single time he's on the field, he's making plays. Um, he's making one-handed catches. Now he gets to go in the slot with DJ Moore and Chase Claypool. And we got two tight ends now with Robert Tunyon and, and Cole Komet. So, so many pieces moving around. Darnell just gets to sit in the slot and just feast on those under routes and maybe get a couple deep rounds. So I think – and Darnell Mooney and Claypool are both on contract season. So it's that's going to be very, very yeah. interesting to watch and to see who Fields favors a little bit more. But as far as, like, chemistry goes, Fields and, and uh, Darnell Mooney, they're like best friends. That's awesome to hear. That's great. Well, I'd love to see that offense have success and Mooney – I don't want to say like take a team friendly deal, but be realistic about, I, I want the bears to be able to sign yeah. him. Right. And I want him to want to be a bear because I mean, you saw how he, he isn't like, if he plays that wide receiver three role, he is maybe one of the better wide receiver threes in yeah. the league. Right. Like um, I, I think it was against the lions last year when fields dropped him a deep ball towards the left side of the field. Um, I think it was in Detroit. I don't know. He the kills the Lions. Play I'm thinking like about. All, half of his yeah, career it, highlights are against the Lions. <laughs> I remember Fields dropping one hit, dropping one into him on the left side of the on the left side of the field for maybe like forty something yards and being like, "Oh wait, Fields does have an arm and does have a deep ball accuracy." But um, anyway, so. I want to talk real quickly as we wrap up. Are you a beef guy? Are you a hot dog guy? Are you a pizza guy? What, which, uh, you know, what, what is your preference there? And where are you getting it from when you get into Chicago, getting ready for week one? Um, where's the go-to spot? Give us, uh, um, that's, that's, that's a good one. Um, I'm a little bit more on the picky side as far as meats go, but I am a pretty big pizza guy. Um, I've loved pizza my whole life. So definitely that's, that's the main attraction. Um, and I think it's Portillo's is, is where everyone likes to talk about. So I think that that might be my first stop. Yeah. For, for beef dog Portillo's, you can never go wrong. Um, so are you deep dish guy? What's, uh, what's, what's your pizza, um, preference in terms of style no, I'm, i haven't really had deep dish too much i'm more of um i guess people like to call it new york style um yeah, yeah. i'm yeah, more, more of new york style yeah yeah definitely uh, awesome well hey um episode 50 it was great talking <laughs> bears with you for us it's a uh it, it's a breath of fresh air i'll talk bears um, all day long every day to- every day <laughs> bring on more yeah. bears talk chicago baby <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Um, so I'm, you know, I think um, eight, nine wins, like we said, is definitely the step in the right direction. And 11 wins is probably the optimistic view and puts us in the playoffs. And um, quite honestly, like you said earlier about the NFC, if you can get in the playoffs in the NFC, anything can happen. Um, so, you know, if, I'm, I think we're all very excited and we're definitely, uh, you know, I'll stay in touch and, um, you know, let's say bears are two and O, uh, potentially have you on and, and we can have a, uh, 
we can talk bears throughout the season, but, um, thanks again. I, you know, I, I, I'm not going to speak for Ryan, but I, I had a great time talking to you. Definitely got me excited to hear some of the ins and outs of, uh, uh, of what you've seen here in the preseason. It's got me. Hyped yeah. Up. And I feel the same way. Um, you know, your insights have been a breath of fresh air for me. Um, you know, I've been so involved with fantasy football over the last couple of weeks that I've kind of just put my bears fandom, uh, in my back pocket a little bit. Um, but it was great talking to you, man. Um, and keep up the great work and, uh, we'll, we'll catch up with you a little bit later on. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate you guys for having me on. It's been a good time as well. But by, by the time that the episode airs, you're going to have 10,000 followers. So we're, we're not going to be able to uh, ask the sports ethos uh, nation to help you get, get over the 10,000 mark. But, um, but I have a feeling that's going to come today for you, but uh, we'll each definitely shoot you a follow fantasy roadshow. will shoot you a follow and uh, uh, congratulations again on the success. I appreciate you guys so much. It's been a good time. All right. The bears and buckle up.